The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out JasonQualls.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you'll jump in and be a part of the show, click the email on the show or any of the social media links at the easy website, FinancialCoachingRadio.com. Uh, as in late months, we've been getting a lot of news stories about advisor fraud. Let's talk about how advisor fraud happens. Typically, one hires an advisor, and um, you give over custody of your assets to that advisor. What that means is that you don't have a third-party custodian like a Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab. You go with their own company to custody and handle your accounts and your assets, like your IRAs, things of that nature. And they fraudulently steal all your money, and they go buy houses and cars and take vacations and all that stuff. And this one's no different. Former advisor sentenced to 14 years in federal prison for a $12 million scheme. Former Ameriprise financial advisor will spend more than 14 years in prison after pleading guilty to concocting a real estate investment fraud on elderly clients who collectively lost more than $12 million, most of which was from their retirement accounts. Earlier this year, Paul Ricky Mata pled guilty to 17 felonies, including multiple counts of mail and wire fraud. He had been affiliated with the mayor prize for more than 20 years until 2009, according to his FINRA information. He was terminated from mayor prize for soliciting clients to purchase securities. The firm did not hold or offer and for recommending that his clients take out risky loans. This is all according to the Department of Justice indictment. Uh, Mata founded Logos Wealth Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, and solicited Ameriprise clients to follow him uh, between 2008 and 2015. Man, it's been going on for some time. He's just now getting his jail time. Interesting. Uh, he solicited clients to invest in several of his businesses while failing to tell them of his disciplinary actions against him, taken by Nevada and Nevada in California. Mata urged clients to invest in Secured Capital, a separate venture which he owned and purported to invest in government-backed tax liens and commercial and residential properties. He told investors that he could guarantee an annual return. That's what it is. Guarantee an annual return on their investment between five and 10%. Even though the investments in the business had significant loss risk, it did not turn a profit at any point after 2011. Keyword there. You're working with a financial guy or girl, and they're wanting you to do something that's non-traditional. There's nothing wrong with non-traditional investing 
what's non-traditional? Ah, real estate investment trust, maybe some type of options, maybe even cryptocurrency. It, the list goes on and on. But it's just away from your typical stock and bond mutual fund, stock and bond exchange traded funds. Even didn't go as far as to say very niche or uh, sector ETFs or ETNs would be part of that discussion as well. Now, th uh, something other than just the S&P 500 index fund and the uh, aggregate bond index fund. One... Why do you need all that stuff? I get that you want it. You're sophisticated. You know, you want to be cool. You want to have something to talk about with your friends at the next dinner party. But do you need it? Is it necessary? Not really. So it boosts your ego a little bit. And you turn the role of this advisor. Maybe you have a relationship with him. And he says, oh, keyword, guarantee. Can't guarantee squat. Not only is it just illegal, but that's not the point. The point is, what's what's guaranteed? Is anything truly guaranteed? You know, if it's backed up by the federal government, that's what most advisors would consider a guaranteed rate. What's the guaranteed interest rate these days? One, one and a half percent, somewhere in there. Even if that, talking about something on short-term CDs or uh, U.S. Treasuries. So anything above about a 1% return these days and someone's saying guarantee, that should be a screaming red flag. But nonetheless, they turned over their assets to this guy and he walked away with that 12 million bucks. Prosecutors say Mata met many of the harmed investors through presentations at churches. <laughs> I wrote a very uh, short, uh, probably not a very high quality uh, piece of literature. And I think it's maybe on the website still. If you want a copy of it, email me. Go to financialcoachingradio.com or jasonqualscfp.com. And in that little book, it's talking about uh, financial advisors, financial sales hacks. Most advisors do not serve your best interest. They do not looking out for you. They have huge conflicts of interest with you. You don't realize it, but it's true. If they're not a fee-only independent CFP, man, it gets dangerous out there. So this guy wasn't fee-only. I don't think he was a CFP. Doesn't say it in the news story. He was independent, but he only met one out of the three criteria. He was guaranteeing investors, and he was preying on people at church. How many people? You know, oh, that's a good guy. He goes to church. I see him at church. He has a very nice suit. He must be very successful. B.S. It's all about their credentials and how they're compensated. That's what keeps you from getting screwed. So they blindly trusted this person, and he stole from them. He prayed with them, professed to share their values and beliefs with them. He acted like they were friends, the DOJ prosecutors wrote in a sentencing memorandum. Moreover, many of his victims were currently retired and were in the pro or in the process of retiring. Mata used investor funds for secured capital for his own expenses, including about $200,000 for his California home as a down payment, loans for himself and other business ventures, $370,000 went directly into his own personal accounts. Mata falsely stated he never filed bankruptcy, even though he actually did. Uh, wow. Mata remained, 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 what did it say? Remanded to custody. 
Sorry about that. Mata was remanded to custody after his federal sentencing this month. In addition to the 168-month prison term, Mata was ordered by the court to pay more than $12.5 million in restitution. You think they're going to get it? So, obviously this is the fault of a hack job criminal advisor. But this is a show about helping you. That's what Financial Coaching Radio is about. It's not about selling books. It's not about telling you what my next live event is. I'm not going to put my children on here to peddle their books. You know, it's not some you know, big endorsed local whatever system that I'm going to get compensated by. It's all about helping you. That's what makes this show unique. So how can I help you? Here's how. When you're interviewing or you're evaluating your current advisor or a new advisor... Ask them the question. Get them to prove it. Are you fee only? Are you a full-time, 100% of the time, fiduciary? Meaning they have to put your interest first. If they're fee only, they're a full-time fiduciary, they're independent, meaning they don't work for a bank, an insurance company, an investment company, any of that mess, and they hold the top designation in the business of certified financial planner, they meet all of those things. And they're taking you down a road, road of full financial and investment planning, whatever their services they provide. The likelihood of you getting screwed goes way, way down. If you do not make sure your advisor has all of those things. They may not rob you. They may not steal from you. They may not embezzle your money, but they may direct you into financial products that serve them more than it serves you. Think about it. It's the truth, whether you want to accept it or not. It doesn't matter if you go to church with them. It doesn't matter how long you've known them. It doesn't, none of that it matters. It matters, are they capable by the business model they have established in their financial planning and investment management practice to serve your best interest? If not, kick them to the curb and make sure you hire the right type of advisor. Learn more at Jason Qualls cfp.com i'm jason qualls cfp certified financial planner this is financial coaching radio right after the break we're going to talk estate planning a lot of changes happened last year with estate planning we'll talk about that with john baker and how you can get all your stuff in the in the works for the new year back Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to JasonQualsCFP.com or call 878-2134 today. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. 
Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at TH&W CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with TH&W CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Joining in now is John Baker, estate planning attorney. BakerCouncil.com is his web address. A lot of big changes happened last year regarding estate planning, many brought on by the pandemic of COVID-19. John, how is it looking with estate planning and signing documents? Is, are we still able to do this you know, electronically? How has that impacted your business that you saw last year versus any other year in the past? Yeah, I think uh, we're mostly back to uh, you know in-person uh, assigning you know official legal documents as far as notarizing and witnessing and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, but there you know we do have remote notary options you know that that are out there uh, where uh, uh, you know documents can be uh, done like that. Uh, the little more challenging would be witnessing because of the statutes you know that require in person witnessing. So um, do you think the obviously those things had to happen because people were in right were maybe in a nursing home or in a hospital and they had yeah. to get it signed and that was the only alternative they had to put the legal document in force. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be any legal issues or court issues about uh, the, 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 whether they're legal or they're actually documents that were enforced? Well, I, you, know, you know, and so like, you know, Tennessee and other states, you know the, the the Supreme Courts and the judiciaries implemented emergency orders to try to deal with some of these things, and there's some concerns. You know, perhaps that since some of these requirements are statutory, you know, can the judiciary, you know, provide some, you know, s- slight modifications to that to deal with something like the pandemic? And but uh, by and large, I have not heard of any major problems. You know, I, 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 I you could probably get into you know, in in a, let's say it's a contested estate, an estate that may have been contested in, in any event, and now you add the fact that maybe the the document was executed remotely, and uh, and maybe that makes it more vulnerable to a challenge. You know, so um, you know maybe you come across something like that, but I have not really uh, seen or heard of a of, of, of uh, you know a, a lot of major problems in that area. It, what is the main part of a notary? Obviously, we sign documents with notary publics all the time. Is it just so there is a third-party witness that can be tracked down with their information and uh, probably a special number and their little stamp that can verify a signature? Is, is that kind of the, the, the logic behind it? Yeah, it's really the, the authenticity of, of the signature so that there is a uh, uh, you know a verification that that's what the – that the person who signed the document is that person. That's the main now, do, do legal documents like estate planning wills and things like that, do they have to be notarized? Is that the law in Tennessee? Uh, you know, as, as, it, you know, t- 
technically, uh, no. Uh, it doesn't have to be notarized, but notary, uh, you know, makes it uh, more efficient, more more easily authenticated than if you didn't have it notarized. So let's say if someone signed a will and it was witnessed by two witnesses, uh, but there's no notary. Well, without a, a, a notary affidavit to those witnesses, uh, those witnesses at the death of the person who made the will you know, may have to go to court and, and, and testify as the witnesses in open court because there wasn't a notarized affidavit you know, done with the will. So while the document can be valid, you know, without notary, and, and the notary's not technically a requirement. Um, this helps with the... the certainly helps. With, verify the Yeah, verifying it and authenticating it and getting it admitted into probate. What is one scenario where that would come up where you know, your witnesses would have to come testify to your, your signature? So normally when you uh, sign a will and, and it's witnessed all at the same time, the witnesses uh, at that time also sign an affidavit that is notarized where they swear under oath that this person came in and executed and signed their will uh, in the presence of the witnesses. And so that affidavit and that signature on those affidavits of the witnesses um, allow that will to be admitted into probate at the death of the willmaker without having to actually bring those witnesses in for testimony in court. Uh, without that affidavit, uh, you know, the testimony of the witnesses, you know, would be required. Required? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's almost like the... I, I would have think that it would be like a, someone's contesting it or something like that, but it's just required. If you don't have the notary, they're going to bring in the witness. It's required part of the, to start the probate process. That, that, that's right. So it's almost like the affidavit is the exception to the normal rule. The normal rule would be you have to bring in live witnesses, uh, whereas the affidavits just allows you to... Uh, is it to a bit redundant? Why not just require the notary and be done with it? Well, because when they wrote the statute, they said, <laughs> they said it had to have two witnesses. So they so. kept the the two witnesses yeah. statute and then yeah. added the notary is just one. The interest. notary is for the affidavit gotcha. uh, to to uh, to present the testimony of the witnesses by affidavit instead of live testimony. Well, that is something probate. that we haven't discussed on this show before. Yep. Is that uh, if you do not have it notarized, witnesses may have to come forward. Yeah, so so that's you know when so if when a new probate case comes into our office, you know one of the first things we're going to do is look at the will to see if it was properly witnessed and signed, and to see if it has the affidavit with it. And now, what if let's say that it was signed a long time ago, and you we can't reach, or maybe the both witnesses have passed away? What then? Yeah, well, if they're going to bring in a handwriting expert. Yeah, you, you're probably going to have to get into some alternative proof there wow. because now your witnesses are deceased, and uh, uh, you know, the, and, and so you, you know, there's no there's no previously done affidavit. So you're going to, you know, to get that will admitted to probate somehow. You know, you're going to have to find proof that that these witnesses, you know, actually signed this document before the testator and and. Uh, you know, and and, and wit properly witnessed it, and so it, it. And that's just one of the things. Make other thing that can make that process more stressful for someone who's a survivor, a beneficiary, an executor. Yeah, and that's one thing. You know, if, you know, of course, you know, if there's you know people out there now. Sometimes you know, we'll, we'll 
buy a, a wheel, you know, online or, or something, and and um, and you know, prepare it up themselves. And one thing, if you're doing that, you got to be really careful with is is these witnessing and signing requirements. They're very tedious. The the witnesses have to to sign the will in the presence of each other and in the presence of the testator. So if you have the the, the testator, the will maker, sign the will, and uh, and one witness, you know, he then he acknowledges that signature before one witness and then you know the goes somewhere else and has the second witness acknowledge it but they didn't acknowledge it together that's going to be an invalid will by by statute they, they didn't watch you sign so, so it takes four people it takes the person who created the will two witnesses and the notary and then ideally yeah the notary but to be there so so it's so sometimes even if you think you have a, a relatively simple um will and 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 think you may be able to do it online. Sometimes it's worth you know even paying a a, a you know a, a an attorney uh, to uh, to do a, a relatively simple will uh, just to make sure you get the witnesses and the notaries and the affidavits and all that in place. For just joining in, we're talking estate planning with John Baker. BakerCouncil.com is the web address. BakerCouncil.com. What about other estate planning documents, powers of attorney? Those, uh, obviously, I guess we've discovered that everything doesn't need a notary, but it's probably just advised yeah. to avoid some of the hassles that become later. Yeah. You advise that on powers of attorney and, yeah, and trust it, as well? It, it, it's, sim- it's similar on those documents. Now, now, the wheels certainly have the more technical requirements of witnessing. Uh, so, the, so the power of attorney doesn't necessarily have to be, be witnessed or, or even notarized, but to record that that power of attorney in, in a in the register of deeds offices for any real estate transaction is going to require a notary signature and uh and you you know it, and it's a practical matter I, I don't think a financial institution is going to accept a power of attorney without at least a notarized signature uh, i think it's also good practice to have witnesses on the power of attorney Although in Tennessee that's not absolutely required, uh, some states do require witnesses. Uh, some states uh, require witnesses if the if the power of attorney is going to transfer real estate. So it can vary somewhat from state to state on, on these uh, requirements. And all of this that we're talking about signatures, which is can be a vital part of making sure the document is is properly done, but. This is all about saving time and, and hassle and, and, and grief to those you leave behind. That's really the purpose of estate planning anyway. You're, you're, you're incapacitated. You're passed away. It's, it's to make it easy on the, your loved ones, right? This right. is another way to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. We're back right after this. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm with John Baker, estate planning attorney. Keep it locked in. Back in a moment. a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. 
It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not peddling any financial products. I'll leave that to the other shows. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. JasonQualsCFP.com for all about me. Still talking wills, powers of attorney, trust, everything estate planning with attorney John Baker, Baker Counsel. Dot com is his website and john estate planning is a very broad term um you, you can really specialize in many different areas but you you do you do estate planning but you also do a lot of uh medicaid and asset protection type planning as well right so we we uh sometimes you know sometimes the, those areas are called elder law so sometimes the way i'll describe it is, is, is we do uh, uh you know estate planning uh but but you know with an elder law focus as well particularly for folks that are you know looking for that type of planning which is usually an older client or a retired client when people like start that. thinking about those things right, younger right. folks just don't want to think about it exactly yeah they well younger folks you know they don't they're not going to die so you know <laughs> but uh you know with the younger folks i think it it sets in a little more with if they're having if they have children you know they start having those types of responsibilities then they think a little bit more about it and or more likely to get a get their power of attorney and get a, at least a will in place, health care, you know, directives in case they get very ill. And then as you get older and get into retirement age, then you start thinking about, well, you know, we have accumulated this, you know, the, these assets or, you know, paid off our home and or whatnot. And, and, you know, what do we need to do? to protect those or, or to plan for long-term care costs, which in retirement age for most people, those long-term term care costs are their biggest financial risk. And so that's where we try to the five five to $10,000 a month is not out, out of the question here, even here in Middle Tennessee. Right, right. And that's going to put a drain on someone's assets. So you kind of help people figure out a way to to minimize the exposure there and protect those assets. Yeah. In addition to getting the legal documents in place. Right. And you know, sometimes it could be people that that are healthy. They just they just want to go ahead and get some documents in place. Uh, you know, in case these issues do happen. Some people will actually engage in some more involved planning that that we usually kind of categorize in an asset protection type arena. And then sometimes it's just as simple as making sure you've got a power of attorney 
that will allow for some long-term care planning if if those issues come up you know if you are or your spouse is going into a nursing home we've got to have the authority to structure the assets or move assets from one spouse to the other spouse and that sort of thing and without that authority you know your your planning options you know could be more limited well you said something key there so i think a lot of people say hey i'm married i can do whatever i want with my spouse's money and vice versa it's not always the case right so so for example um if we need to move a a house the home out of the if it's a jointly owned husband wife and we decide it's best to transfer that home from the the ill spouse that's in the nursing home you know to the healthier spouse that's at home and the and the spouse in the nursing home is too sick to sign a deed themselves and we don't have a a power of attorney that would authorize that type of transaction uh, we might not be able to do it and so you know it's that we don't so sometimes it's just being proactive and getting those things into your power of attorney you know when you're at in retirement and uh and then sometimes you know people you know do other things has all of this with COVID 19 and you know unexpected deaths for that or other reasons during this time caused more people to think about estate planning has it caused more issues because of any unexpected deaths or or people still a little bit uh, nonchalant about moving forward with their planning i, I think i think it, i think there are more there's been more issues arise and i think people have become and at least from my observation i don't have any statistics to back it up but but have become more conscious of these things just been my wanting to get it done but yeah. wanting to be more proactive wanting to get it done or ha- haven't had a family member you know go through something and uh because it's tough you know being the executor inheriting assets and an yeah. estate plan even if it's set up exactly right it's it's a it's a stressful time-consuming thing and you yeah. don't have anything uh set up any document enforced to make sure all that stuff works as seamlessly as possible it just it's going to add to the stress right and and so the you know you i think you were kind of mentioning it early earlier you know a, a, a big purpose of estate planning is making this transition as efficient and effective as possible as you can for your family you know with the least amount of stress you know in an otherwise grieving situation and getting those things in order is certainly going to help do that uh if if, if things are disorganized or kind of left to chance uh, it's, it's going to be more stressful on the family john baker estate planning attorney bakercouncil.com bakercouncil.com is a website john what's that phone number if someone wants to reach out with an estate yeah. planning question yeah we're at 615-896-5621 896-5621 john i appreciate it this is financial coaching radio keep it locked in we'll wrap up the show right after this are your investments costing you each year most people don't have a clue why is this extremely important because overpaying by just one percent a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28 percent you heard me right 28 percent less at retirement i'm commission-free certified financial planner jason qualls i don't sell financial products 
I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website jasonqualscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Coaching Radio is back. Remember, you can check out the show, listen anytime, anyplace at financialcoachingradio.com. Click on archives, get a long list of all the past shows. You can also click on Spotify, iTunes, all the links are there as well. And there's many, many shows just listed by date and by topic. Again, that's financialcoachingradio.com. I'm Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Make sure your advisor serves your best interest. Make sure your advisor is independent, only works for you, and has the CFP designation. Can't stress enough how important those things are. I know we talked about fraud in the first segment. It doesn't have to be you, and it probably won't be you, but you don't have to be down, hit, led down the wrong path of high-cost, underperforming mutual funds, annuity products, all that stuff. There are no secrets. There are no gimmicks. So make sure your advisor is gimmick free as well. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. I'm out here for today. Keep it locked in right here on on WGNS. More local talk is on the way.